Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. It's the season five finale of Real Housewives of Orange County, and possibly one of Tamara's most gut wrenching moments. The party goes on after Tamara tells Simon she wants a divorce. Are Slade and Gretchen getting married? Are Lynn's kids out of control? Professional ballroom dancer and host of the iHeart podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, Cheryl Burke joins me to break down this episode. This is Real Housewives of Orange County, Season 5, Episode 15. Is that all there is? Let's go. Okay, so how familiar are you with the Housewives? Are you, do you, are you fluent? Do you, or you speak the language? What do you know? Well, I'm pretty, I mean, look, I, I know some of them on a personal level because they did Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. Um, but I also, I would say back in my drinking days, I've been sober for five and a half years. This would be the show I would watch like coming, stumbling in and like just recovering. Oh, <laughs> it made me feel better okay. about myself. <laughs> so probably. do you remember this era? Because this is, we're watching Real Housewives yeah, of Orange County I, season five, episode yeah. 15. You remember it? No, I don't remember okay. that because I, th- I was like, wait, did Tabra, did she just get married again? Like, I was so confused there for a hot second that I was like, oh, it's season five. Well, let me just put this in perspective for people. I was only on for three seasons the first time and I was called this like iconic housewife, this whole thing. And it's funny because this is five seasons in and it feels like it's in the cave era. The way everybody's dressed, the way they look. This feels like that the has to be the first season ever. So it looks like crazy. black and white almost. Like same thing with Dancing with the Stars. When you, you even just YouTube, like me and Drew Lachey, second season in what, 1965. It's like literally wow. so crazy. That's funny. And I also do think of the housewives like Dancing with the Stars. People who are on it and in that world. Not unlike Bachelor Nation, think that everybody knows what's going on. I have no idea what's going on right now on the ba- no, on Bachelor I mean, or the or or Dancing with the Stars, and yeah. you don't know what's going on now on the Housewives. But they're no. so self-involved with their own sphere that Housewives it's so true. press thinks that everybody knows what's going on with them. 
And then with Ariana on this season, you know, it's interesting because like, look, if I wasn't, if my new job, which was podcasting, didn't relate to Dancing with the Stars, there's no way in hell I'd be watching. Same thing. It. Oh, no. Well, Just because I'm still yeah. grieving, you know, like I'm literally still grieving. It's And and if anything, though, this is kind of like meant to be because I'm a professional run away from my feelings number person. So like this is actually in a weird way, it's very healing, but also, you know, traumatic sometimes. You're still grieving from reality TV. You're still deep programming yeah I mean also you know though it was my decision is irrelevant like I was saying to Leah Remini who just did my podcast like it's just been it's interesting because I'm literally I am actually feeling these feelings and I have a mic in my mouth basically right so well you're feeling the feelings and I think that talking about this particular episode will bring up different things oh it did yeah, that it's on reality TV. So, all right, yeah. so I guess we'll get into it. So okay. Tamra, who's not an original housewife, she came in seasons later. Um, oh, really? She, yeah, she's not from the beginning. Oh. Lori, who was a guest on this one, was an original. Gina Keo was only on for the first couple of seasons. Wait, but who Gina- was the one they referred to her as Dancing with the Stars? Who was that? Oh, who walked it? Al- Alexis Bellino. She Got did. It. She had a one shoulder. Yeah. That's funny. That they, That's funny. Good job, producers, picking yes. one that has a Dancing with the Stars record. Or it's a coincidence. You know, you never know. Yes, but we'll give them the credit. Alexis sure. is not original. Vicky's original. Gina's original. Lori's original. Tamara joined season three. And people like Tamara and Sonia don't like that they're not OGs. It just bothers them because they feel so OG and the audience right. kind of thinks of them as OG. But So wait, what is your definition of an OG? Because like we had this whole debate when I had Louie on first the season. podcast. Yeah, first, first very season. first, not even the second season? No. Oh shit, then I'm not an OG. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have no. to say, I mean, No, I you're think- right though. No, if we're going to do it like that, then yeah, no, I'm not. No matter if I've done 23 seasons of Dancing with the Stars or not, I guess it does. Yeah, I guess I'm not an OG. You could be Hall of Fame, but you're not OG. I'm, I'm a fraud. <laughs> be the fraud. oldest person there. Yeah. I'm a fraud because I was only ever on eight seasons, which isn't that much in the grand scheme of this thing that people act like it defines me. Eight I mean, seasons I left- total. Total. Got it. But you started first season. I started first season and I left after three, which is very early if you think about it. Yeah. So yeah. so Tamara is a new housewife. She came in like I, you know, may not be the youngest housewife, but I'm the hottest. She was very into being a hot housewife. Um, uh, uh, yeah, her her husband triggered the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, and me too. Me too. Oh, gonna, oh my God. And uh, I like that, you know, people want to get upset when people are super confident and they're just like I'm pretty I look great I think she needs that and you come on the show some sometimes to get that and she's obviously in a bad marriage and so I like that she came in like hi I'm hot that's my thing that's okay so she, that was she, it that was like what you saw that was the first impression of her basically right because it was like episode f- five or no 15 or something but I think her tagline was always something about Got being it. hot yeah and like it's just a I just it's sort of like selfies. I always found it slightly cringe, but yet confident when women are just like, I might not be the youngest, but I'm the hottest. Like, that seems like opening the I door to disaster. Don't think like that. Like, I, I'm not like, I literally don't walk in a room and be like, I am the prettiest woman. Like, no, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't understand that mentality, but I love it. I, maybe it's because I don't love myself enough. I don't know. But like, you know, I do I appreciate it. I'm not vain and I am very confident, but I don't think of that either. I right. think that you should always want to be the most interesting yes. person in the room, not the hottest. Who can strike up the like most um, interesting conversation? Who can banter back? Who's sarcastic? That's like for me more interesting. Who's an addict? I love me some addicts. I'm one. So <laughs> it's very, very interesting. Like the conversations are very interesting. I was recently with a group of girls, like 30 young women that were gorgeous at this event and all of them were like single and depressed about it. And I, I thought of the fact that most people lead with their hotness or want to, to lead with physical and think that that's the solution. But men or, you know, partners are not attracted to hot. They're attracted to energy and confidence and like yeah. someone's owning the room. And I think that's a big mistake that young women make. And I really instill that in my daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You're a great mom. But, you know, I wish my, you know, it's not like I wish my mom did. It's just ballroom dancing, right? You're already going there and it's very, it, it is material, but you don't put on the glitter and the spray tans until you've done the blood, sweat and tears in the rehearsal space. So there's like a good balance of like, you're not even gonna put the lashes on if you're not an expert at what you do. So like, that's the 
reward in a way. But when it goes back, when you go back to what you were saying, it's it, the the women that you were saying that they were single and depressed. It's because of the fact that they were just not enjoying their own company. Like the the alone wasn't they weren't okay with being alone. They were just lonely, you know. And leading with the superficial is what you're saying. It's not. It's the frosting. It's- And it's great. It's not it's not the life. It's the lifestyle like you can have you can make a lifestyle out of a life but you can't make a life out of a lifestyle. (laughs) Totally. Uh, So. All right. So um, we'll talk about later how many of these couples do not exist anymore. It's scary. The rate of breakups and divorces is greater and more rapid on the housewives than the average, which is like 50 percent, 50, 60 percent. I always find it interesting. I see this with kids and partners on reality TV where you can't believe they're saying these things on camera because they know that it's going to air. But I sometimes feel like each partner is using the audience. Like sometimes it happens with a therapist. You go with your partner to the therapist and you want the therapist to agree with you or like you more, take your side. And I feel like Simon is really trying to get the audience to hate her, to hate Tamara. But can you manipulate? I guess you can, actually. You probably could manipulate it because what they have on tape is what they have on tape. Well, kids also, you'll see it happened recently with uh, Garcelle where the kids sort of said some raw stuff. I saw a clip of it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, these kids resent this lifestyle that their mother has. And so they're going to dig when they have to work. And it feels like Simon is emasculated. He's obviously not working. She, She let us know. And sometimes the lesser financially confident spouse exerts their power you 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 yeah in this way the ma- the man feels inferior and a show like this this happened with Nini and Greg a show like this brings that to light where now she's getting the attention she's making her own money and it seems like Simon really just does not want her to pop out of the whack-a-mole but game. whose fault is that I hate when men say you make me first of all I can't make you feel like anything and you know that it all starts with you so you're making yourself feel like it but you could change it if you'd like you could maybe get a job you know you've got two hands two legs two eyes two ears you know maybe even if you don't it doesn't matter you could still work like you could actually work like people who say I blame you for making me feel like I have (gasps) no cojones you know what Yes. Did something no, happen? you're trick. No, you're click. You're oh. you're you hit. You hit it. <laughs> okay. You hit. You hit it. Okay. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. It's like my therapist. And though it took me a while to get it through my head, like I would always blame somebody for the way I felt. But it's not that they're making me feel it. I'm being triggered by what they're saying because of some old past trauma that I haven't dealt with. If you think about it, like for example, like something I say to you may not affect you. Like if I said if I said it to Leah. You know, like, for example. Yes. Yes. Well, there was a guy who came on here and he said in his relationship, I don't fix you. I fix me about his wife, meaning like you can only work on yourself. And it's funny because I had an ex through this process who used to say to me, I did this show. I'm doing this show for you. And what happens if I can't support myself and wanted me to sign something in a a post-nup, sign something that said I would take care of them. And I felt very responsible. And when we used to talk about career, they used to say, I'm not like you. I'm not lucky enough to have no. found. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. I lucky? feel like there's a script for a lot of these types of men because they say the uh, same thing. It's the same thing. I've had a, I've had a few. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the man who's emasculated. It's very difficult. That's not for my woman. fault, though. It's, it's interesting. It may be your fault because in the sense that you can't choose someone who can't support themselves and think that that's going to work in a relationship for you. Okay, I'm a bad picker, yes. I will definitely take accountability, but this is the person who's going to continue acting like this. Then is it just a, it's a, um, it's not like it, only you can change yourself, right? So I think that, look, I shouldn't, I should have seen the red flags. Absolutely. But clearly, I also learned a very valuable lesson recently that I can't buy love. So like for me, that was a huge, and I had, I had to go through my past experiences to realize this, you know, it was an expensive lesson, but You learned, can't buy love learned. and you also will get noisy about it. It will turn you off. We cannot yeah, think that. You're right. It, it just will turn you off. You think it's okay in the beginning because it seems it's magical thinking. But l- let me just say this. You can't expect a dog to be a cat. 
obviously yes i know it sounds so simple and also i have to let go of my control thinking that i can you know i don't think i think like this now it's been a couple of years since i've dated or i was married you know so um it took a couple of years for me i wouldn't i actually don't know because i haven't dated too much to know but i am really trying to rewire my brain so that i don't continue to uh, go down that same pattern you know yes i i totally know um and it might not be as exciting. Sometimes Definitely peace and not. balance, it's not as sexy, it, it, but it's no. its more, it's comforting and it's better Content. for your emotional well-being. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, what used to be good now is great. Like it used yes. to be that everything had to be like, you know, fireworks and passion and oh, riding 100 no. miles an hour. Na- like now notebook. it's like good. No. Yeah. Good and solid is great. So yes. Slade is an interesting example on the show. I have met him and talked to him off the show, obviously, because I'm not on the show. And he's smart. He's knowledgeable. And what's ironic is they got so much shit and he's still still with her. Yeah. Still together. Tamara's not with her guy. I think Lori is with her guy. Lynn, I don't know. Alexis isn't with her guy. And Slade and Gretchen are still together. And yes, he did Mm. date several housewives. Maybe that was his circle. Ramona and Luann and Sonia have all dated the same people because the Upper East Side is like Orange County. So it might have just been his circle, but I like that. I like that. Like yeah. it was really up. They were up against it and they're still together. I mean, that's it. to honestly get through. How many years have they been on the housewives now? Like 20,000 years. So they're still together. That says a lot. Well, this is 2010. So this had to be shot in 2009. They've been together. But they're still it's, together. Right. That's what I'm saying. They've yeah. been together like almost 15 years. That's, that's a long amazing. Time. That's <laughs> amazing. In this town. Especially in that town, yeah. Uh, he's wearing a tank top. Uh, the next time I <laughs> see him, I'll be talking about that as a big problem. But I'm so you know, used to guys wearing nothing, like because I'm, a, you know, on Dancing with the Stars. It is uh, pretty much that. Like you're either shirtless for men, or uh, you've got like someone like Gleb Stevchenko walking around with his calendar of his of himself modeling underwear. You know, so it's like, but that's who we are as dancers, honestly. But shirtless is better than a tank that looks like you you're slinging pizzas depends on it what does. your arms look like yeah it's uh, that's it does um this was 2006 so that's when together. i started dancing with the stars oh, my oh God. they've been together 17 years am i adding right okay that's crazy yeah. all right that's crazy. so so now tamra who i've seen since and she's gone through a lot of different iterations from being very religious to the religion of working out and meeting her new husband Eddie, who I give them a lot of credit, they've been together for a long time, mm-hmm. seeing her, whether she's polarizing or not, which she is, she definitely has a light now. She has like a fire in her. She's dead in this episode. Like she's not, she's like, it's like gray. It's like a cloud. I've been there where you're like a dead oh, person. Yeah. Well, she's scared it's of t- her ex-husband. I get it. Like it's, it's not, she's not, she can't be her authentic self. First of all, I don't know if she knew who that was back then. Um, and everything that she does, she's getting picked on. Um, listen, I've had this exact relationship. That's why I was triggered, you know? Wow. Going back to that conversation of being triggered. Some people may not be triggered by that, but I am. Because um, I, I, my pattern was of dating very abusive uh, mentally. And in high school, a few were physical, uh, physically abusive. Um, but this was just what felt like home because of the trauma that I dealt with when I was a little girl. So for me, you know, it was the fireworks, though it wasn't healthy, but I didn't, I couldn't comprehend that. I thought that this was what it was. Um, because when you're, when you see something growing up or when you've been sexually abused, like I was when I was a little girl, you tend to, I'm not going to just be general. I'll just speak for myself. But like, I tend to think that someone controlling me or someone manipulating me definitely is love. You know, so I ha- I'm really rewiring my brain. That's very common for the highs and the lows, the roller coaster. The next day, I'm That's so sorry. The presents come and someone cheats on you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good.
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danielle Fischel. Ryder Strong. And Will Friedle. But you know us best as Topanga. Sean. And Eric from Boy Meets World. And now, Pod Meets World, the podcast where we've been sitting down weekly to rewatch the show we starred in as kids, and we've been unpacking, well, a lot. And we've been taking the show on the road with the Kids Want to Jump Tour, where every stop in cities across the U.S. has been totally different and pretty hilarious, if I do say so myself. But we know not everyone can join us, so we're happy to announce that our recent 30th anniversary of the show, live from the Met in Philadelphia, will now be available to stream no matter where you live. Our biggest show yet, in the hometown of the Matthews, featuring appearances by Trina, Angela McGee, Matthew Lawrence, a.k.a. Jack Hunter, Tony, Mr. Turner Quinn, and Danny Harley McNulty, who makes a very special surprise visit. It was so much fun, and now you can experience it from the comfort of your own home. It will be available on December 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can learn more about how you can watch at veeps.events slash podmeetsworld. December 11th, your birthday. That's true. Get all the info on streaming the live Pod Meets World show so you don't miss out. Go to veeps, V-E-E-P-S dot events slash podmeetsworld now. So, I mean... I've been on reality TV and I've been the villain. I've been on both sides of this. I'm going to say that let's reserve a little bit for we don't know what he's going through. But what I'm seeing in that closet is he is a dick. Like he's an ass. He is a dick who is criticizing everything she's wearing, trying to get us to agree with him or get men to agree that white women are sluts who dress inappropriately. And he's wearing a purple paisley shirt in that process. I actually couldn't even look at him. I was just I I actually I couldn't look that like at whatever whatever I was watching. But um, honestly, what I mean, if he's like that in front of the cameras, what is he like behind closed doors? I I thought the same thing. Scary thing. 
scary. If there's one rat, there are 10,000. I thought the oh, same my God. thing. I just and, got chills. And she says, cheers to my slutty dress. <laughs> now, the other thing is. It wasn't even he, that slutty. <laughs> It wasn't that slutty. And they're, you know, in Orange County. She's got a cute body. Leave it alone. Yeah. She looks amazing. She's she's 42. And um, it's very, very dated in that everyone's in a stretch limo. That's just very Orange County. I cannot with that limo. (laughs) It's very dated. (laughs) Um, But they have this insane argument that this is interesting. I think that what I've been saying with the reality reckoning and the exploitation of not only people, but the kids who aren't compensated, and we'll get into the kids in the kids part later, but the husbands who aren't compensated, I still Wait, think the that- no husband is compensated? None? In Jersey, I think that the husbands are also part of the cast. They're very, like, they do their own interviews. And in New York, they weren't. So I think it's different for different cities and different dynamics, but I do not believe that the husbands on this show were compensated. And this there is a line, and it does get crossed, but for me- this limo argument, this closet argument, this is exploring a dynamic that we can all relate to. It's not exploiting. This to me is the line. Like when I talk about it and people think I want to like shut down reality TV, I think it's great if people want to be on reality TV. I just think that I stand a line. with you, girl. Right? I stand people with sh- you. I, yeah, I completely people- stand with you. Like, thank, <laughs> thank you. Well, people should be explored, not exploited. Like, Absolutely. Th- well, they need to give us a warning at least. This is going to be a trigger warning. Like something's got to give. Like we've got to be educated then. Like something has to happen. You know what? You're right. And they should have had in between commercials if you're experiencing domestic. Absolutely. Here's abuse. a number to call. Like it's crazy that they don't do that. And emotional abuse is, they say, as damaging yes. as physical, which is hard for people to hear. And I don't know if that's true, but let's no, say sometimes almost. worse. Sometimes worse. I'm, I've had I've had it both. And it's sometimes worse. Right. Because it's it's um Long systematic, lasting. yeah, systematic, and you don't realize it's coming. It's like gaining a quarter of a pound every month. You don't see it, and then one day you've gained twenty pounds. It's like yeah, and so it's I a think- mental. Fu- it's like the it's. A, I know people overuse it, but narcissists, you know, being gaslighted, like it's just the whole thing. It's it's like it's a manipulation, especially for uh, like. They tend to go after people who may have anxious attachments, you know, which I, which I am full of anxious attachment. So abandonment issues, who's been abused when she's a little girl, like it's that it's, it's just, they tend to just. You are right. And it's funny because, so this is an example of me saying they're riding right up to the line, but as responsible adults that signed releases, they're exploring what's going on with their relationship. They're choosing to share that. I don't think so. People who want to go on reality TV, I don't think that it should be all like Hallmark Channel. I'm just saying, no, you ride up to the line. You don't cross it. Right. But where is mean? there where is there a fine line of also protection? Like in general, right? Like you would think that, especially with the cast, like is there, there's no protection. Like there's the network. Look, I worked for NBC. I took a break from Dancing with the Stars. I did a show called I Can Do That with like Joe Jonas, Sierra, Nicole Scherzinger, whatever. And then working for that network versus ABC was such a huge, like I'm not saying that either or protected me more or less, but the treatment, like the little things, right? Like what do you want for lunch? (laughs) (laughs) or like um you know we would reshoot things if you didn't look good like at the end of the day we all have the same goal right whether it's a dance show whether it's live or not it's irrelevant like we all want to look make the show look good as a whole that's why we work so hard and I think that sometimes it get it gets lost in translation a little bit you know as to like are we a producer like what are we you know like are we just uh, a second just a dancer which is fine I totally get it but there is a fine like you can't also ignore us like we're also part of this partnership yeah I just I think that this scene is triggering but good to watch it's a cautionary tale and we're having a conversation that I think is important now there she's now the core issues are coming out you go fuck yourself, she says to him. And if you are working and making money. Now, when you've said this on TV, you are at the brink. Like maybe this is her saying, I'm going to go on this ride because I know I'm getting divorced. So it doesn't matter. Break all the glasses in the house. Like she has to be in this scene knowing this isn't going to work. 
And it's funny that you just use the word gaslighting because that word wasn't used back then. Mm-hmm. And I, he is the classic case. He resents her. He wants mm-hmm. the audience to hate her. And he is vying for our attention by saying nasty things. And then when they, how triggering was when they get out of the car. No. And it's like, no, I love you. Like, I just hit you, no, but I you love know you. He pulled her, like, he grabbed her a couple of times. This becomes a foreshadowing because he sides with Gina and becomes like friends with Gina and it becomes a major Are issue while Tamara's trying. Friends? I'm kidding. No, I don't think so. I think he just wants to still be close to this situation or, you know, it's a small community. These are gated communities. Um, I did uh, Teddy's and Tamara's uh, podcast, like I would say a couple of years ago now. And she did talk. This is when I was fresh off my separation and Tamara did talk, re- refer back to this. Yeah. And I I also think she's spinning out in the scene because she's aware that now he's questioned her motherhood. And who knows, maybe she's not with her kids a lot because he's a nightmare and he's hovering over the kids. A lot of times husbands want to overcompensate during times of divorce and rift because they want to seem like the super parent and get the kids to like them more. It's really a lot. There's a lot of dynamics, but whatever it is, she got, she got triggered and does later in the years on the show about her as a parent and she ended up having some issues with one of her daughters which is her own business and that might be a line where you are exploiting where you're going too far to me i'm i'm happy i don't i i don't have kids i mean i'm i'm not happy i don't have kids but i'm happy i didn't have kids i guess because that is i can only imagine how complicated that is but i also i wonder if she decided to say this all on camera so that she held herself accountable for getting to get a divorce you know what i'm saying because it's like it's one thing when you're not when you're hiding maybe maybe not but then it's one thing to say it and to allow it to happen because now you have to that exactly she told everybody that exactly exactly so they're out of the car and then he's like he's trying to pretend that he cares but he can't even hold on to that long enough to say where's your ring i know but i know it so well i don't want to label him a narcissist but i am basically saying there's there's traits of (laughs) no he's really i by the way i i know it too i know it too i had a miscarriage and someone said to me you're a piece of shit after it because I knew we were in a bad place in our relationship. I didn't like the secret abuse. It's usually the abuse is something that is secret. You're very charming and captivating at a party with everybody else. Hey, Dan, how's your golf game? At home, though, it's the comments. It's the digs. It's the abuse. I totally experienced that, Or not letting her wear what she wants or not letting her have friends because she was having that, you know, that, that happens. Totally. And... I love you, but get your priorities straight, he the said. hell? He took no responsibility for any of it. It's all I just her. You just need to act like a wife, he said. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? What yes. does that mean? That's so triggering. I can't. I'm going to rip that out my extensions. Insane. <laughs> and then give me a kiss. Ew! I know. Like sorry, being, I just screamed. That was, that was like being violated. Oh, God. And she divorced him, I'm assuming, soon after, right? Yeah, at the end of this episode, they say they've filed for divorce. And, and I wrote down that what goes on off camera must be out of control. And then her friend, Vicky, was t- was telling her, like, you've got to stick up for me if your husband's in the wrong. And then saying to her as well, like, you need to be your own woman. And he hated that. So that's why they got in that fight, I think. Oh, interesting. You're right. And even the way she was, he had to make a snide comment. He was like, Vicky's leading Don. Don and Vicky are also divorced. They had a whole like renewing of their vows seasons before this and renewed their love tank was empty. So they filled up their love tank and she works a lot. What does that mean? Love tank? That like their love tank was on empty. It wasn't full of love. And that's the guy Don. But I like Don. Like I I, I I like Don. I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way. He always did. Not now, Don? but like he did rub me the wrong way. I don't know Another why. Another one like this, a little slightly like this too? No, just a little bit. Like I just wonder if he was like a uh, opportunist type. I don't know. I think they probably joined this thing together as an opportunity. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because in the beginning, it's kind of like you get paid nothing and you both have to be on board. And he joined Like you get with paid her. nothing? Like zero dollars? I got paid $7,250 and I was after them. So their first An season, episode? They, no, season. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah Is that the, legal? The, 
I mean, there's it, it has to be legal because it's not a workplace. It's not a legal 7, workplace. Thousand for how many episodes is that? That's I crazy. I think it was first twelve, but they probably added like several or maybe it was eight and they added four it was you know yeah it total was, it was, total seven oh total God. season contract yeah. said yeah but that's the bethany clause when i saw that number i said i don't care about that i only care that no one can ever take a piece of my business and that's what the bethany clause is about so because, that's a real thing good for yeah, you yeah because i crossed that out so um and it's not that every single per every single person does sign it but networks aren't really auditing that but if somebody goes and sells their company for a hundred million dollars, then they are going to go audit that. Then are they you, are. You guys say, are not oh. union, are you? No, it's not union, not union. Um. So and Lori was an OG. I told you about her. She comes in with her second husband. They do look like they're coming out of Dancing with the Stars, though. It's so funny. They, do, they like, all look really tan, like men, tan, <laughs> shellacked, Chanel glasses, tight, like tight dance pants. Yeah. <laughs> Cuban heels, like those heels for men. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like everyone looks like they're on an episode of Dancing with Stars as a dancer, Seriously. like tuxedo yeah. pants. It's the worst Gel. style. Ew. Gel, like shellac. <laughs> it's like shiny polish. It's so bad. It's so crazy. Um, it's so bad. And I mean, if they were uh, dancing, it would look better. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, because you lean into it. They were good dancing, yeah. Yeah, it was like a costume. They were all wearing costumes, and it wasn't a costume right. party. And, and it, was like, already, it was back then. That was in 2006. I know. And, like, the St. Regis is gorgeous, and it didn't deserve that. <laughs> like, you know, they didn't deserve it. It looked so beautiful and so polished and clean and, like, waspy. And they just were, like, waspy. they had, like grease on them all of them they all looked so shellacked and chanel i had a dance studio in orange county i'm just like i love people i love the people but i'm just not an orange you know so Lori's shit stirring she just walks up to gretchen she's like yeah by the way i did date him like what upside is there for that okay so what you're not even good friends with her what do you give a shit who yeah, she's but a dating? producer told her to say this i listen i took over for abby lee miller for dance moms and now that was crazy like because no, I I was on a reality show but it's not really re I would say it's more of a variety show um, because it's not as like it's not live like that right like we're not using our mouth so much as our bodies like as okay. far as like our rehearsal goes so the package is there's so much happening in that rehearsal time for four days as you know you did skating with the stars but then they cut it however they want to cut it right um, and then like when we're live they don't ask the dancers anything and it's just about the reactions that that they get and how hard we worked and then the performance. So it's like, but on Dance Moms, they were full on whispering in my ear what to say to the mom. Oh, wow. That, this, yeah. This happens in the car before people get out or they could pull you aside at a party in another room. But it's like, hey, remember to talk to Gretchen yeah. about the fact that you dated a slave. And I would not always like, if someone tells me to say something, I'm not necessarily going mm. to say it. I did say a lot. I did mention it all. But this reminded me of... When I met Paul, when we got started to get serious, you know how other women are about a woman who gets like a good guy who's smart, so good looking and wealthy. It's like piranhas, blood in the water. And oh. I remember this woman that I like and I'm and she didn't realize she was saying something about it. She's like, oh, do you know anyone? Like I'm trying to date. And she said, oh, how are you? I heard you're dating, you know, Paul. And she said, oh, yeah, I matched with him on Raya, but we just never got to get what the, Who fuck? Like, the hell says that? This girl, and it's She's like not your friend, that, is she? Not a good friend, no. Like, and I mean, I know you, I know her better than I know you now. You wouldn't say that to me. Hell, hell no. Like that is so wrong. That is just not etiquette. You don't do that. No, it made me feel like he like, was like used yes. goods, and she only matched with him. Like he was on an app. It's how we met. Like God. I matched with people too. If someone said to him, "Oh, I matched with Bethany. I just didn't have time to meet her," he'd feel lesser then. Why say that? I hate when women are like that. Like, why can't we just all root for each other? Like, that's the thing. It's just so nasty. It's so nasty. And resenting <laughs> other people is like poison. And it does poison it is, you. Yeah. It poisons that's the person you who says forget. it. Yeah. So Lori doesn't seem that happy either. But I don't know her. And I think she's still with her guy. And that was just that's also a former housewife that probably wants to be relevant in this current episode. And just is like, let me just do some Were real you grammar when you did the show. I left after three seasons when it was just, I mean, we weren't even making, you know, I was probably making a hundred thousand dollars, 70, a hundred. Yeah. Over a hundred. So you must've left cause you weren't happy. Right. Right. And I wasn't rich outside the housewives. I just right. wasn't happy. I thought right. I could see the signs early. I, when you, when you, 
what happens is it's a vicious cycle. So you don't have yeah. people binge, then starve, then you feel better when that then you binge and you come for yourself, but then you feel better when you starve. Like it's a bad cycle and you forget what it was like. Mm-hmm. If you remembered how bad you felt when you binge, you wouldn't do it again. But you do do it again and because it's a bad cycle. That's what reality TV is. Whether Tamara or Kyle or Luann or Erica all want to pretend that when Kyle realized her, screamed her sister, you're an alcoholic, or when Luann got arrested, or when Erica uh, had her husband being investigated, all these things, they wanted to leave. They've all wanted to leave. Um, Lisa Vanderpump, everyone hated her. Nene, her husband had cancer. They all wanted to leave, but what happens is you've got to support yourself. The fame is a drug. That's and, what I was going to say. It's it's addicting. Like, it, and, it is. And you get rinsed off just enough after a season and after it's airing to have a couple of months to just relax, you forget and you crave the fame again and the relevance the because you aren't yeah. the attention. You're not at, as relevant when you're not on it. And when you are I on it, it really I hate that word, is, relevant. I really hate that word. I know. But it's you're not. so nasty. Like I under yes, but you are relevant. But in this world of like Hollywood and entertainment and the reality side, yes, I hear you. Topically, <laughs> currently relevant in the pop culture sphere, and also if you crave just attention on a small scale, like someone's putting a microphone on you, someone's talking to you, they're coming Absolutely. to your house. I despise having cameras in my house. Like that's my one of my biggest problems. I did like actually shoot- still. Hey, like it's funny because it triggered me the other day. I had a camera crew here for a very elevated show. Like lately I've been doing New York Magazine and Vanity Fair and Nightline and like Chris Wallace and CNN, Mm -hmm, like real mm -hmm. stuff. And it doesn't matter who it is. When a camera's in my space and there are producers, I feel violated and it brings me right back to them just like taping up, being in your bathroom, you're in your underwear, you want, you know that you're getting paid, so they're supposed to be there, but you feel like someone is yeah. in your purse, digging no, through your I purse. No, I hear you. No, I think you're right. And then I, I, I can just add on to that. Like, it gets me really bitchy. I'm, and I'm not bitchy. Like, I'm, I'm very, very polite. You know, um, back in the day, because of the abuse, I couldn't talk in front of the camera. Like, I've gone through some major uh, media training, I guess you could say, from when I started the show, um, because it was like live media training. Like, I had to uh, drink. I didn't have to, but I did. I had to drink before my master interviews because I couldn't say a fucking complete sentence. Yeah. So to answer your question, was I happy? I can't have been happy because I left after three years and the only thing that got me back was money, an unprecedented amount that Bravo Mm. was paying per episode. That was an offer I couldn't refuse. Of course. And then each year the money got more. And so I just stayed as long as I possibly could without it being, I mean, there's a head of the entertainment industry, like one a big powerhouse guy that's like top 20 most powerful in Hollywood on lists. And he said to me, Soon it's going to be a situation where like people are just thinking, why the hell is she doing this? Like, it doesn't make any sense that you're there. And not because I'm better than just because it's really gross. My daughter thinks it's embarrassing and trashy. That's what she says. And she's not a judgmental kid. Yeah. She's like, it's mom. It's embarrassing. and It's trashy. She's 13. So it's embarrassing and it's trashy. You could you could cover it in as much frosting as you want. I think my team pitched me to do uh, Housewives. And I guess it's meant to be that <laughs> they weren't even like, I, I don't, I, I don't see, you see, it's hard. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like I see Lisa. So I know Lisa Renna. I know Lisa Vanderpump. I know Erica. Um, it's just, it's a lot. Like, I think for me, I don't know if I would have any status. I don't know if it would mm, fill me up. <laughs> Listen, it's tempting. I see why women want to do though? it. Is it If the money is not good, I don't know. Well, the money at the beginning stages is not, but certain people like Teddy really wants to be on. She loves Still. to be in that sphere. Yes. Lisa Rinna really has experienced an awakening because she was really fully immersed in the machine and having left, it's, you know, changed her family and, and you can but see But she still difference. does QVC, right? Isn't she still? She doesn't still do QVC. And that also is a separate bag of difficulty. I've been through that whole machine. Oh, That's same. impossible. Okay. I'd rather do the housewives than no, do HSN. I, I, I couldn't hit their freaking goals. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> But just the feeling and the neon lights and six hours of talking, I I don't, that's not for me. That's soul crushing to me. I don't like doing that. I know. Um, And they're lovely people. It's nothing to do with them. No, totally. It's not for me. Lynn's daughters at this Oh my gosh. Like that's the thing. That's another trigger warning. (laughs) 
or it don't do it. You shouldn't air that. Like nowadays you couldn't do that shit. I don't think. Oh, okay. It's funny that you say that. So the daughter's drunk. Now there's a couple things that you do and don't know. The first thing is that the daughter is drunk and we've been told that she's 17. I agree with you. That's where you've crossed the line. Now you're exploiting. Number one, these kids are not yes, being paid even for future trust. Number two, what you missed is that the parents just got evicted from their home on camera in oh front of the kids. Oh my God. That's another line. Wait, crossed. they got, really? That's why they're talking about finances. Yeah. That's a line crossed. Tamara and Absolutely. Uh, Simon arguing like a nor- like a couple does, not normal, but like couples do. That's two adults. That's, that's exploring. Exploitation is a 17 year old, a 17 year old girl's drinking and the cameras aren't stopping to intervene and saying we cannot be part of this at all. They kept going. I was like, OK, OK. It's a liability. What about that? If that girl drives? I mean, it's it's a liability. It's so illegal. That's, like she, 17. It's a liability. And the crew, that's when they should stop. So when they say now, oh, there's no problem with alcohol on sets, despite what? putting out statements that they're changing the whole entire process because of the reality reckoning, it's total bullshit. And we can't hide this episode. There's a young girl who's drunk at a party and the cameras keep rolling. Wait, so they th- that's illegal, though. So they don't get in trouble? I mean, what's I trouble? I don't know what, what happens. No, production should get shut down. Like, that's illegal. Pro- production <laughs> should get shut down. But, like, also, what about... Well, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. So, number one, both of these girls watch their parents get evicted on television. So many other girls, like Dina Manzo's daughter has talked publicly about the fact that she's still traumatized from what happened to her on reality TV. So has Allie Zarin. So these two girls watch their parents get evicted on television. That's the line crossed. Were wasted. And we don't know, were they not allowed, did they not get into college because of this? And at the end, in the end credit, the outro, it says that she got her license, but the dad can't afford to buy her a car. That's the line crossed too. It's degrading and disgusting. That is so, I mean, that is messed up. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In your contracts that you sign, I mean, I signed my life away. The first contract I signed was like a 10-year contract, you know? So it's like, but still... There has to be a little tiny clause in fine, right? Like small print that says you can't exploit people. Right. And and like tr- intentionally try to. Yes. Ruin their, their lives. Yes. Ruin their lives. Like that. A man. These people are not going to get employed again. Are you kidding? Like there's no way. Like I would hire someone when it said on television that they no. couldn't afford a car and they got evicted from their home. Like it's damaging to the husbands, the husbands Absolutely. that don't get paid and the kids. It's degrading to the whole family. And let me tell you a cautionary tale. Lori, the one who was on the first season of Housewives, same thing. Her kids were all exploited. Her kids have been in and out of trouble with the law, like big time like arrests, multiple arrests, full rap sheet. These two girls both went into porn. What? Both went into porn. These two sisters, Raquel and Alexa, and Mm -hmm. both of them have been on the porn track. And one of them had serious brushes with the law and had was awarded a settlement because of a police person a police person assaulting her it's a whole disaster and that's not what andy cohen discusses at bravo comedy discusses that he just wants to be filled with joy because of how this show has just done so many great things for so many people so that's of course a touching story that everyone's full of joy but this woman and her kids are you know have been through the ringer and you can't blame the show for everything but i bet it didn't help well are they still on the show no this is they were fired why? After this. Yeah, they were fired yeah. after this. And, and what, I think what perfect timing that was. People have said that 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 they were fired also because I, I don't want to. That's a liability. Say, it's a liability. The whole thing. And to your point about on both sides. Yeah. The mom is certainly not being a parent. She wants to be liked by her kids. The father isn't being a parent. You could see it right there. Like, oh, well, she'll get older. Like uh, you would shut that down. Like I I would shut it down in front of everybody. I would be like. Get over here. We are leaving now. This is unacceptable. So yeah. I apologize to all of you. This is unacceptable. Like, stop the camera. I would have been So why don't crazy. they do that? Because they're scared to lose their job. I just think that that's probably, everyone seems to think that's the dynamic that they've had as parents. And mm, it's funny because. Really? Yeah, well, you see the daughter saying things that children, they're really smart when they're young. Like even 13 year olds. She's not like, that young. Let me tell you. No, I'm saying my daughter will say like, mom, can we be present right now? Or she'll say to me, (laughs) yeah, she'll say, can we be present? Or she'll say, no, I feel they they see things more clearly because they haven't been bogged down with language that we've all taught them. So she'll just say like, I feel like right now you're probably a little frustrated about something else, but you're taking it out on me. Like she'll say something that's evolved. She's very, she's not in therapy. She is in therapy once, um, uh, once every two weeks, but these words aren't his words. No, they're kind no, of, no. they're just yeah. her own words. And I'm saying she this girl. feelings, yeah. Yeah, this girl seems like. She's gone through trauma. Who knows what happened to her, by the way, as a kid. Like, you know, when I got sexually abused, it was when my family, my parents, or my stepdad, and my mom were working, like trying to put food on the table. But then, you know, I was being taken care of. You just never know. And then that obviously is a domino effect. Um, maybe she saw things she shouldn't have seen. Maybe, you know, we just don't know. Well, you heard her say, I want to go home because they you didn't know that they were just evicted. Oh, no. That I just went right. Yes. Now I understand. Oh, poor girl. Yes. Okay. So she said, I want to go home. And she's also saying like, 
I miss the old you or something to that effect. And to yeah. me, that's because they're on a show and they have to film because the production insists yeah. that the kids film and the kids don't get paid, not even in a college oh or a trust God. fund. Imagine how these parents feel like the guilt and the shame, like it, maybe they were thinking they were going to get a huge payday. And that's why they did this, regardless of if they got evicted or not. There was no boundaries for them. Exactly. And it still goes on in many cases. Oh God, people saw so the success nasty. that I had. So they think, let me go on there and exploit myself. And I'm going to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. And it's not a guarantee by any means. <laughs> no. And by the way, when we were on, I'm not saying I'm not putting me in your thing in your pool but like obviously back in the day before social media it was so different like it was a different ball game it just was like I had same thing like it's endorsements now like there's no way it just doesn't happen doesn't happen as much that's no for sure. because everybody's on the take and everyone's going for the same but why hire unquote. one person when you can hire 10 for the same amount of people and you're getting all this exposure from all 10 of people's social media accounts like so, it's better for them so true and Raquel, she says, I want my old family back. And that's about the show. That's about the oh. shooting. Does that make sense? Yes, because the shooting makes them change their personality and it's not really her mother, right? Or no? Because they're all... because. They're putting they'll a facade like, on. No, yes. because sometimes there'll be a shoot here at my house that's not even a big one and it's an oh. hour or two hours and my daughter feels a little invaded she feels a little violated she doesn't love that uh, you know it's, it's like in her house and she feels like a get it's very rare but yeah or we're at an event and i can't like be present with her at the jingle ball because i'm doing right. all the public stuff and to who cares i'm working and you don't apologize for no, working but, but still the, the point is if all of a sudden you're like mommy signed on to do this and now we're all doing this and they're like, we want to get some stuff with your kids and we want to get this. And the cameras are leaning in more when you're dealing with a real teen problem of teenage drinking. And now the cameras are still there. The daughter's crying. She also is not stupid. She knows there are cameras. She wants her old family back. The family that wasn't living with cameras on in their house that she didn't sign up for as a teen going through teen drama. Did you hear her say, I didn't know what they were doing on the other side of the limo. Our limo was so long. It's like, girl... Remember? Wait, what? Explain She was that. saying that, like, I didn't know. I guess she goes, she had no idea her kids were drunk because I guess um, she says that she, they were on the other side of the limo and that they were <sighs> pouring um, alcohol in, I guess, water bottles. Come on. Like, oh, no. My. Now, if you're not that present, then you know what? Like, you shouldn't have kids <laughs> because, like, you need to be aware. No, and that's also not true. So you obvious. Never know. You never know if they're like, fine, you can have one drink. because, Or maybe they were party. drinking together. Like, listen, I moved to Europe when I was 13 years old. I lo I've said this before. I've lost my virginity. A lot of, it's just different for people, right? But like, look, regardless, you're young. Like, I wish I would have had more of a chaperone-ish. <laughs> well, I was definitely drinking at that age, but yeah. I certainly wouldn't have wanted to be in that circumstance. I couldn't have handled the emotions of all of that going on. The eviction, the drinking, the parents on TV. Uh, it sounds traumatic. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I'm so grateful for my mother to put me in therapy because it was really hard for me to translate my feelings into words. Um, but like that, it, it's expensive. It's unattainable. <laughs> well, let's talk about your 17. So challenging. The way your body looks, the way you feel, <laughs> trying to get into college, don't know what you're doing with your life, I didn't trying go to, to college. keep up airs. You didn't go. I, well, I don't know if she did either, but you were well. trying to be survive as a teen, and then you get evicted. Everyone knows. Then it goes. Then it airs six months later on television. Everybody oh, in the world knows. And then the last thing says that you got your license, but your dad, who you're supposed to look up to, couldn't afford to buy you a car. Oh, so sad. I, I guarantee they'll hear this episode and have feelings about it. Well, that's it. the I thing. It's you. like, it's going to be there forever now. Yeah, but I, I'm glad they're, but they're probably feeling seen by us because most people don't think about this or talk and about also, this. And also, I have compassion and empathy for their hustle in a way. Like, honestly, like they're probably traumatized. Like, how, how are they going to make, you know, being evicted? I can't even, I can't. Also, I don't necessarily agree with porn, but like, look, there are other ways, but I have, I, I am a hustler. 
look, I used to dance on the streets with my parent. My mom would ground me because I didn't get enough. Uh, my grades weren't high enough. I was not necessarily book smart. I was street smart. But I made like $2,000 in my Adidas Ripaways dancing my ass off at Union Square. I'm from San Francisco. So it's like, you know, you really? got to do what you got to fucking do. Yes. Oh, I would 100% strip <laughs> yes. like Nini did to support I, my daughter. 100%. Yes, absolutely. And, and, but I would find it way more degrading to be evicted than to be in porn. Yeah. No, so, I agree. Yeah. Now, Gina seems to be doing a good job with her daughter. Her daughter, Kara, was lovely. She's the one who walked up at the end and was like, oh, really taking care of Raquel. Like, I wonder where she is now because she was seems well raised and she seemed to handle the situation really, how, really well. How well. old was she? She was older. In that right? scene? She was like, I had my brother brought a hot, hot friend or something. Was that her? That yeah, one? maybe like 19 or 20 or something. Got yeah. It. Yeah. And even, you know, I guess it's I guess it's because I'm a mother now and I'm older watching this like I was younger and I was so desperate to be anything or to do anything. And there's no way they say the, the big line is that these people signed up for this. There's Nobody signed up for what yeah. I just described. No. And and the payday isn't that great anyway. So why mm, would they? They don't have a payday. The kids don't get paid. Well, right. So no one signed. It's not fair to say that. I hate when people say that. They didn't, the kids didn't sign up for anything. No. And the kids didn't sign up for anything. Even Tamara's son, Ryan, who he's saying his, his, his end thing was like, she's talking about he's really great and he's really doing well at this job. Then they at the end have to say, Ryan lost his job. He's now doing this. Like, it's a kid. Why? You know? Why though? Why? To make him, to make it look like everything we said <laughs> in the show. Yeah, it's just like he's a kid. He's a, he's a child of someone on the show. Like again, Tamara wanted still do reality TV without exploiting people. I really believe it. That's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying, and I. That's exactly what I'm saying. You can't have signed up for this. Like but when it's I all see of... dance moms, and sometimes, and I see these like uh, toddlers and tr. It, it it it. There's a fine line. Like this is a, uh, and unfortunately, though, it's that type of stuff that makes people want to watch I guess I guess the ratings must you know spike but um at what expense right like literally ruining someone's life and I think that you know who could control all of this is the advertisers the whole thing is run by the advertisers right. and what they'll pay for so ad you know I put the responsibility on the streamers and the networks which it is but even the bigger power than the networks and the streamers is the advertisers. If the advertisers say, we're not advertising on something where you have an underage girl drinking or you're you know, showing physical abuse or something like that, we won't advertise on it. So that's going to be the next thing because when things happen that people don't like, right. they go after the advertisers. How about the streaming? There's no commercials. There's no, I mean, there's exactly. still advertisers. No, streaming, you're right. On streaming... No, but there, there is, is no like Disney Plus. There is right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's the you know the advertisers have to so wake up and say because then years ago it used to be glamorized for people to smoke on TV and everyone thought oh, really? that was normal. <laughs> if you start to see people ripping each other's hair out and things on TV, that may seem cool. But how so, about for talent? Isn't that is doesn't it start with you too? Like it, I think it's a little. Right. Like, why would I mean, it's too hard to change people like you can't. But like as women. Oh, people would do anything for fame, though. It's really hard. I think it's better off what you were saying. No, but <laughs> also that, in this machine, that. you're so stressed out. Yeah, it's such right. a good idea to have a have a cocktail if it makes you feel calmer and it makes you do stupid things and you feel dehydrated and you. But if you're things. sober, that's why they're not hiring me. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, being sober. Yeah, well, they hire a few people that are sober, but they usually hope that they fall off the wagon because then it's going to Oh, that's crazy. horrible. No. 100%. Wait, really? It. 100%. That is so, that is disgusting. I never want to, I would never. That is so nasty. It's not outward. They're not like, hey, Cheryl, thanks no, for joining. I know, we hope. but obviously but they want that. Of course they want that. Now it makes sense, but that's disgusting, actually. They say it to other people. That is horrible. But they would often be like, oh, my God, don't worry. Dorinda's going to get drunk and go crazy. Or Luann's definitely going to drink. And Luann did go to the program. And Leah, that's why Leah has this whole lawsuit, because she came in sober and it really wasn't something that Wait, anyone... What's she suing for? It's in the Vanity Fair article about a disability. They violated a disability act because they kind of 
were really pushing for her to drink. They said she was more fun and funny drinking and she did fall off the wagon, which is her responsibility to your point. Absolutely. So there's a fine line here. I agree. I agree. You have to take full responsibility. That's part of the program. I mean, that is a full accountability. No one makes you do anything. No one makes you feel anything. No one makes you pick up a drink either. I agree. And the end, it says that Gretchen and Slade haven't gotten engaged, but he still hasn't gotten his vasectomy. So the happy ever ending, happily Wait, ever after what? ending. Vasectomy, why? Because I think Slade has kids from another marriage and oh. got a vasectomy and he reversed it for Gretchen and they now have a baby. Mm-hmm. I know another couple who reversed. So they lived happily ever after. They're still together. That's right. And all the housewives are just jealous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If, yeah. So anyway, that was a rough one. My takeaway is the I end. am glad. <laughs> the end. I'm glad Tamara met her husband, Eddie, and came out on the other side. Yeah, me um, too. I think They're still doing was, great, right? I mean, I don't know about their relationship, right. but well, they're still together, just like Gretchen and Slade. So... The part two marriages on Orange County Housewives all seem to be working well. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me your rose and your thorn, my dear, of this episode. Gosh. My rose would be looking at these, looking at like that specific triggering moment with that couple. And first of all, just realizing that I am on my way towards changing my how I choose men because the fact that I can just even recognize that in a way it was almost um I was like oh good on you (laughs) that's good that's a positive about reality tv yeah they they're sacrificial lambs for you for you to (laughs) yeah I mean I'm just like I I just like to try and test where I am in my brain like if I even think that there is something wrong or not then you know it's always good to know yes okay and your thorn oh that same moment no um yes no it's like underage drinking it's like seeing a tamra so i was i can totally relate to my gut it makes me want to actually get emotional because of it but um yeah that was really hard to watch because i was her you know same rose and thorn amazing wow thanks for having me thank you for doing this of course bye bye Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.